0: Welcome to the 10-Minute Life Lesson Podcast. My name is Jay Cleveland-Payne. I train people for improved personal and professional development, offering my assistance to those ready to develop their goals into tangible, focused, and achievable plans of action. And this podcast is one of the tools I use to accomplish my mission. Generally, when the timer hits 9 minutes and 59 seconds on this recording, you'll have a fully developed life lesson that you can take with you and begin to implement immediately. And if this week's lesson has a ring of familiar, then it's probably a reinforcement of a life change you've already started to implement. This podcast falls under the umbrella of my greater personal development efforts, all under the Your Better You brand. For more information on accountability coaching or to gain access to tools, tricks and life hacks, visit yourbetteryou.info. Thank you for joining me on this journey today. Now, here is this week's life lesson. Having a difficult conversation is actually pretty easy. You just have the conversation and let it get difficult. Having a difficult conversation that ends up without coming the blows is something that's a little harder to do. And that's what we're talking about today. Difficult conversations and at least your part in initiating them, assuming that you have the chance to initiate them. And a little bit of how to not get caught in one and escape just in case someone brings one up towards you. This is being released the Friday after a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving 2018, so America, of course. So this is probably coming to you a little bit too late, as you probably already had some very weird conversations uh, before getting ready for preparing your meal and whatever activities you had for your Thanksgiving day, your Thursday off with family. Family is a great thing to have, and sometimes it's not so great to be around the family. There are reasons that you love those folks and there's also very good reasons why you try to live and work very far away from many of your family members to simple disagreements, to long-standing grudges, to just sitting on the opposite sides of the fence politically. There are plenty of ways for the wrong type of conversation to be initiated and the very wrong outcome to come about. I've heard stories this week about people abruptly leaving dinner because of conversations and even example of two people, two brothers who loved each other pretty much that just weren't having it that day and decided to, you know, have a food fight at the table to 30 year old men just getting at it because some long time grudge popped up that day and it turned into a good enough reason to start throwing rolls at each other. So to keep that from being your main source of resolution, throwing elbows, fists, rolls, turkey legs, whatever, this is a very simple way to initiate and get yourself out of difficult conversations. Now, this is the assumption that you actually need and want to have a conversation that's not going to be so so light, and it's because you're meeting up with people you haven't seen in a while. You want to make sure that things are either clear or things are, in some cases, really, really done. So let's start with actual preparation, you prepping for the conversation. And you can do this as far ahead of time as you know that you're going to have this conversation or you need to have this conversation, whether it's for a large family gathering with people you don't see often, or it's something immediate with a family member or friend or even a coworker where there's an issue that's bubbling up, that's doing around, that needs to be resolved, and you feel that you are capable of starting the conversation to get things hopefully better. If it goes haywire, we'll talk slightly about how to get out of that as well. You just start by literally doing your prep work for the conversation, getting your facts straight, doing your homework, seeing what it is that the actual issue was from either way back when, or if it's brand new, what's happening now and how it got there. And you make sure you have as many of the details and the facts and the figures that you need that will support your case. And at the same time, know what facts and figures and details can support their case. The real secret of being a great debater is knowing how to debate the other person's side. You don't have to believe what they say or what they think. You just have to know what they're going to say and think. Because if you do, you can counter that with your own facts. And sometimes they are truly your own facts and not actual facts. But that's all part of the preparation. You prepare yourself as best as possible as if you're going to debate for the highest office and the most important job in the world. Because this conversation could be just that important. The next thing you have to do is to gauge the actual environment for the conversation. Make sure that where you're planning to have this conversation is a good vibe and things are going well. If something's just a bit off and things aren't working out or don't look so great, you may have to abort the mission and pull out of your chance to initiate that difficult conversation. This is something that you'll see if it's doing something for a work situation, for example. And there's just something big going on that day that the possibility of you rocking the apple cart with this one person could throw things off for the entire team. Back to the big family gathering example. Maybe you've got grandma there, and grandma's not doing so well physically, so you want to make sure that things are as smooth as possible while she's there. Or you've got another family member who's a little skittish about being there. You want to make sure that they're not given any real reasons to be jumpy in the situations. Or a really big one, if you're bringing a guest or someone else is bringing a guest, someone brand new to the gathering, a new wife, a new spouse, a new whatever, uh, someone who's not been around the family, Family doesn't know the dynamics. Uh, you, if you're bringing the person, you should probably already know you're not going to have that conversation anywhere near the family. If you see the, a person like that show up, you should rethink your options on having that conversation and where exactly to do that. Maybe on the way out the door. Maybe next year. We'll see how that works out. Finally, you have to pick your actual spot to have the conversation. Now, most people would probably try not to pick it right at the dinner table with everyone around. But sometimes you have an issue that's so large, that's exactly where it needs to be. And if they're around the other people, the other family, the other friends or other co-workers in that example, they won't try to fight it out. They won't try to fuss about it. They won't try to get out of the conversation. But in most cases, you can assume that that's the best place they'll have to pick a fight, maybe even throw some rolls. So it's probably not the best place to have this difficult conversation. You want to try to have it in a situation where they can save face. That means having a chance to retreat and not be embarrassed if they come out to be the loser in the situation. And for yourself, you can do the exact same thing. You may find that your big push to have this difficult conversation was for actually nothing. You may have had the conversation started and found out that in talking, the wrong that you believed occurred didn't actually occur. And you could back away from it and not be too embarrassed or they may go nuclear and just explode on you and you may just be embarrassed by that fact. If you do that in a private setting, you can probably step away without too much talk about it until people get separated and start to whisper on those issues. Now, now that I've presented to you how to prepare yourself for having those conversations, what happens when someone has prepared themselves, picked their spot, cornered you and started talking to you about something that's difficult? And they believe they're on the up end of the conversation. The same logic applies to what they're presenting or what you would have presented if you were the antagonist for this conversation as opposed to being caught in the struggle. You may not have the full preparation for what's going on, but you need to quickly figure out what's going on. You start by listening to their list of grievances, listen to what they say is the problem, and reacting to just the problems They are listing. Don't react to the person personally. Don't react to being caught off guard. React to the logical issues as they are presented. Chances are, they may not be presented at very logical because the person may not have planned out as well as you would have, or they may have thought they had. So you're turning things into a big ball of emotion, or maybe the whole issue is based on a big ball of emotion. In those cases, You want to de-escalate the conversation as quickly as possible. If it's something that's not going to be resolved in a conversation or two or a conversation over the weekend, you just need to slow it down, bow away, and return to it later. That's it. Offer to return to the conversation. Don't completely cut them off because it may be a serious issue in their head. But if they can't live with what's going on or the way the conversation is going – You don't want to turn this into a massive situation, whether it's at home, whether it's at work. You still want to have a cordial point of the day, despite whatever the actual conversation needs to be about. Difficult conversations are very important for everyone to just live in this world. Every so often, you'll have to air some grievances and get some actual resolution to just be a human in this world. But difficult conversations are difficult for a reason. There's always something bigger wrapped up in the conversation, wrapped up in that issue that never comes out until the wrong words are said. But the best thing to do is make sure that the wrong words are never said in these conversations. So prepare yourself for the conversations, whether you need to initiate or whether you believe you'll be ambushed with one down the line. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We got a lot of feedback from last week's podcast, which was the ode to uh, Eva Orsano. And we had a lot of, she She really appreciated me telling the story and appreciated the people who got to learn about her and help her out in her big, her really big things she's doing out there in Guatemala and for the world, essentially. Uh, so thank you so much for supporting my girl, Eva, and for supporting me here for the podcast. As I said earlier, this probably is a little later than you needed it to because if there was a crazy conversation that happened, it probably happened over dinner last night per when this thing gets released. So hopefully you can use this and put it in your pocket for later down the line for any other family gathering or specifically for any sort of gathering where you have to deal with just general friends or business people in general. The the, the the tenets always apply. It's a very simple thing. Prepare yourself for the conversation. Make sure the place you think you're going to have it is actually a good place and time. And then try not to ambush the person when they're there. Or if you must ambush them, make sure the people around you know what's going to happen so that they're prepared for any collateral damage meantime, you can prepare to hook a brother up and help him out with his podcast anytime you feel like it. It's very simple. Check out the website, yourbetteryou.info. We have two podcasts posted at that site. Of course, Steps Your Better You, which is only 90 seconds, and this one, The 10-Minute Life Lesson. Both they're at that little place. Also, we have articles posted every week as well. The website has a listing of coaching and accountability services that I offer at through your better use. So if you're into one of those, check it out, fill out the sheet. We'll have a conversation and see if we can do something with you for you, however it needs to be. And if you just want to send me a message and talk about it first, email me at your better you info at gmail.com. Pretty simple. You can also email me directly at jclevenpain at gmail.com or visit jclevenpain.net. The very messy home for all things going up. And if you're really feeling adventurous, check out morebettermedia.net, where we're going to very soon have all of my media stuff that I do, all the podcasts and video stuff, living on that website uh, as a second home for that to push some other things we're doing as well. And I think it's pretty cool. I hope you think it's cool as well. The biggest thing I think is cool is that you have been supporting me doing this thing almost 10 years with a five-year gap. So, parent, thank you so much for sticking around, coming back, Sticking around for the change, coming back for the rebirth, and helping us get through the next level. We enjoy every single week with you. Make sure you are signed up to get this podcast and to get the email newsletter that are going along with it so you don't miss out an episode every week. That would be tragic, I believe. And, of course, ratings, reviews are cool, but the big thing is just keep on coming. Be here next week for another edition of the 10-Minute Life Lessons Podcast, coming to you, of course, from yourbetteryou.info.